Um, so we're in Genesis 37. Uh, if you've got your Bibles and you want to follow along. Uh, Joseph is, is introduced to us uh, as part of a, a broader chronology. You'd have to read all first 36 chapters of Genesis to uh, know what's going on there. Uh, but here's Joseph's situation. He is born, his daddy's old when he's born. He's born to the favorite wife. Rachel was Jacob's favorite wife, and, um, and she couldn't have kids. She was, her womb was barren, and then God allowed her to have children later. And so late in, in his um, life, Jacob has this boy, Joseph, to his, to his favorite wife, to the wife that he's always wanted. And Joseph is undoubtedly the favorite. Then she has another boy, Benjamin, and she dies in that childbirth. So Joseph grows up in a, in a family with lots of half-brothers that are older than him, as the favorite boy with no mum in this uh, family of nomads that shepherd um, livestock. This is Joseph's life. And um, we'll find out more through this, um, through this story that Joseph is a... A young man, he's, he's, not young like, he's not young like 13 or 14, he's 17 when the story starts, so he's well and truly into his adult years when these dreams are landing for him. And, um, and, he, and he has these, uh, so he's in that situation, he's the favourite boy, he has this coat, um, there's, there's no indication, there's no record in the story of whether Joseph is arrogant, or upstartish, you know, whether he's just saying to his brothers, you know, I had this dream and I'm going to rule over you and look at my fancy coat or anything. Or if he's just naive, like, guys, I had this dream. I don't know what it means. It, there's no, it, it, we're not told. We just said he told his brothers about the dream. But we know Joseph's character because of the rest of the story, um, that he is after God. And when he's seeing these big plans for life, he's not looking for his own advancement. He's seeing something that God might do in his life and in more than in just his life. In fact, when he tells his, his um, brothers, I had this dream about the wheat bowing down to me, they just get really angry with him. And when he tells his, his father, the sun, the moon, and the 11 stars, that's clearly indicating mum, dad, and all the brothers, are going to bow down to him. His father gets kind of like, settle down, son, favourite son. Like, you, what, are you saying that you know, mum and I and all these, we're all going to bow down to you? And then the text says, but... While his brothers were jealous of Joseph, his father wondered what the dreams meant. Which is on our next slide. So why would Jacob wonder? Why does the text insert that for us? Because Jacob knows that God is doing something more, something beyond this place and this life. Uh, He knows, Jacob, the promises that God made to his grandfather Abraham. When God called Abraham... And said, I'm going to make you into a great nation and all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. This is the promise that resides within this family line. And Jacob knows this because God's promised that to Jacob's dad, Isaac. And and God's actually promised this to Jacob just a few chapters ago in Genesis 35. Um, God appeared to him, that is Jacob, again at Bethel. And God blessed him saying, your name's Jacob, but you'll not be called Jacob any longer. From now on, your name will be Israel. So God renamed him Israel. And yes, that is Israel, that is the land of Israel, that is the people who are the Jews. Um, This is where it started. This man, Jacob, God changed his name to Israel. um, And and his 12 sons formed the tribes, for the most part, 
of Israel. But at the, at the moment, he's a nomadic kind of shepherder, just wandering around the hills of Canaan. And God said, I am El Shaddai, God Almighty. That is, I can do this. Be fruitful and multiply. You'll become a great nation, even many nations. Kings will be among your descendants. And I'll give you the land I once gave to Abraham and Isaac. Yes, I will give it to you and your descendants after you. So Joseph's saying, I had this dream and it felt like it was from God and the sun, the moon, the stars all bowed down. Jacob wondered, Jacob wondered what, he, what he meant. Because this is the dream, the promised future. What is God doing? And why, why Joseph? Like of all of Jacob's descendants, why this guy? Well, it's the same across the Bible. Why anyone that God chooses? Because he's looking for a heart that is after him. And Joseph, in the middle of this, you see some of the behavior of his brothers if you read the story through. And you think, yeah, I'm glad God chose Joseph <laughs> um, for this task. Because this kid, this young man, he wants God. He wants the purposes of God. He wants to know God and he wants to live within that promise. Hmm. You know, after, let's just um, fast forward to years later. Uh, we'll get to cover this in the next few weeks. But when Joseph is in power, when he's in that position and he's standing in, in it or sitting on his throne or he's sitting on his high seat or whatever and his brothers are all bowing down before he's seeing this, the fulfillment of this dream of his family bowing down before him. He's looking at his brothers who hated him and tried to murder him and sold him as a slave. Yet just let's pick up some of his words, Genesis 45. He says, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into slavery in Egypt. But it was God who sent me here ahead of you to preserve your lives. God sent me ahead of you to keep you and your families alive and to preserve many survivors. So it was God who sent me here, not you. Genesis 50. You intended to harm me, but God intended it all for good. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. As his brothers, we're going to talk more about this later, his brothers super concerned that when Joseph's in power, he's going to exact his revenge on them or at least see that justice is done for the way they've treated him. And his whole perspective is, it's not even about you, guys. There's a bigger plan. There's a bigger purpose. There's a higher call. There's more than just this little life. And, and this, these circumstances here, there is more. See, even Joseph's dreams about, um, I'm going to be in a ruling position and people are going to bow before me, that's not like when that actually happens, Joseph's not like, all done. It came true, look at me, I'm standing on this platform and everyone's celebrating me. That's not even his dream. He's saying, God's got a bigger purpose. Do you know why I'm here? So people could get saved. Because there's a bigger thing that God is doing, bigger than our lives. And we're not defined by our circumstances or what people do to us, because God uses all of that for his purposes. Um, kids, God has a big plan for your life. He has a big plan for your life. Bigger than you can see, bigger than your current circumstances, bigger than your family, bigger than your, your own dreams that way. God has a big plan for your life, but it's not for your selfishness. 
It's not for, so that you can be fantastic. It's so God can have his way in this world. And so God can shine. It's so people can get saved. It's so people can come together and be reconciled. It's so people can be blessed and happy and reunited with God and, and live forever with us in the, in the forever kingdom of God. God has a big plan for all of our lives within his plan. To save the whole world. That's the whole purpose of this nation that God's building. And it's the whole purpose of our lives that we're in now. God calls us to be dreamers, to live for his plan. So young people, your life matters more than you know. And never ever set your heart just on small and temporary things. Like success and wealth and power. and The things that people normally set their hearts on. Set your heart on knowing God and following his plans. And middle-aged people like me. Well, you've got a little bit of white somewhere, or grey, in your hair. And a few creaks in your joints just setting in. Stay in the dream. Because there's a bigger plan and a bigger purpose. And it's not your nest egg. And it's not retirement. You don't arrive in this life. God is doing something. He's doing something to bring more and more people home to him. He's doing something to reconcile this world to himself. He's doing something to save all our next door neighbors and our friends. And this nation and beyond this nation, other nations, all the peoples of this world. God's plan is beautiful and enormous and way bigger than anything that you could ever see. Stay in the dream. Invest in that dream. Live for that dream. Go after that dream as priority number one. And old people, where the creeks are a little bit stronger, and you're kind of searching for something that's not grey. Um, and the energy is diminishing. You can't do what you used to do before. Let me tell you this. Your dream is not done. Listen to Joseph. He's on his... Well, actually, um, Jacob comes down to Egypt. You'll hear more about that in the story. And he pulls Joseph in. Jo- Jacob's on his deathbed. And Jacob says to Joseph... Look, I'm about to die, but God will be with you and will take you back to Canaan, the land of your ancestors. See, this is the big dream for Israel, because God said to Abraham and to Isaac, this land, this land where you stand right now, I'm going to give to you as an inheritance for your people and for your ancestors. So Jacob's in Egypt now, but he's saying to Joseph, I'm going to die, but God will take you back to the land that he promised there. Um, and Jacob says to Joseph, you can read that, um, you've got to bury me back there because we don't belong here. Because this is the dream. Israel is a nation. Uh, all people on earth will be blessed through you. In Isaiah, um, the prophet Isaiah in 64 says, it's too small a thing for you, Israel, just to, just to huddle in your nation here. You've got to be a light to everybody. To the world, this was the dream that God would bring a people out who would shine a light so the whole world could see and, 
and be saved. And that obviously is fulfilled in Jesus and in the church and what God's doing in the world now. So on Joseph's deathbed, so Joseph lives his life, the rest of his life through Egypt. He is the second in charge of the whole nation of Egypt, which is one of the bright stars of that time. Um, and he is surrounded by, he has got influence and power and popularity and comfort and he is like super famous, you know, as high up the human pinnacle as you can kind of go in that space without being Pharaoh himself. But here's his words to his brothers on his deathbed, Joseph. Soon I will die, Joseph told his brothers, but God will surely come to help you and lead you out of this land of Egypt. He will bring you back to the land he solemnly promised to give Abraham to Isaac and to Jacob. Then Joseph made the sons of Israel swear an oath and he said, When God comes to help you, when God comes to help you and lead you back, you must take my bones with you. It's like I'm about to die, but guys, the dream is not done. And I don't, not even my remains belong here in this place of my influence and my power and my comfort and where I've built this um, life, where God's positioned me and, and where I've amassed stuff and where I've got influence and where my family is and where my grandkids are and, and all of... No, I don't belong here. When God, when God fulfills his promise to us, get my bones and take them there because that's my dream. So old people, I'll let you self-diagnose in that space. Your dream is not done. You don't belong here. Not your remains don't even belong here. There is a future that God has for his people that no eye has seen and no ear has heard and hasn't even entered into the mind or the heart of man what God has planned for those who love him. That's our, that's our promised land. That's our future. That's our hope. Where the rule and reign of God is absolute and the stuff that we care about now stops mattering. It just doesn't matter. Your money doesn't matter. The influence you have in this life doesn't matter. The reputation you feel like you have around you, it doesn't matter. You know what matters? Jesus Christ and his plan and his purpose and his life and the eternity that waits for all of us and the people that he loves and wants to save. That's the dream. And even if you're drawing your last breath, your dream is not done. So old people, be dreamers, because you're in God's purposes right now. And all of us, let's live for him in 2020, because this is the dream. Through this series, we're going to see how Joseph held true to this dream, despite all kinds of adversity, and we'll be encouraged in our own lives, to hang on to this in those spaces too. But we just wanted to open it with this exhortation. Kids, that's a word that means get inside your heart and encourage you towards good things. Yep, if I use big words, I have to define them. Um, two, this exhortation to go after God this year, like as really as a number one priority. And you know in your heart if it's the number one priority, if God is your number one priority. And I'll just encourage you right at the outset this year, let's, let's live the dream. Let's pray.
Our Father, thank you for this story that encourages us again that you're doing more, more than we can see, more than we could actually ever want, and that your purposes are so beautiful that we can't even understand them entirely. We don't have the capacity to grasp the magnitude of the, the glory that awaits us as we know you more, follow you more, and love you more. I pray, Lord, that you take us out of ourselves to see you and reorient our priorities at the start of this year so that we want to follow you more. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Please stand with us as we...